Welcome to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience and of course, our stories. Hello and welcome back to PeerPod Podcast, the podcast where you are the peers and we here are your pod. We are coming at you from our ThinkSpace studio. I'm your host, Life Coach Layla, and back with me in the studio is Cyan the Go-Getter. And today we are also joined by Laidback Lucy. Cyan Lucy, welcome to episode two, Finding Friends. Hi. Hello. Thank you. So the university is a big place. There's a lot happening and it can get lonely and that is for everyone. So having a support network in this environment is a part of a healthy student experience. So today we are discussing tips on how to pick up a friend, the difficulties of adult friendships and why here at PeerPod we want you to hone this skill not just for university but also for life. Okay, so guys, what are your best pickup lines to make a new friend at university? How would you approach someone? I guess normally I kind of, if I'm walking into a tube, I would pick someone who's probably not looking busy, so they're not hiding on their phones or anything like that, and just ask if the seat's taken, sit next to them. See, that's what um, I'm after, is this seat taken? I like that. Uh-huh, I like, right, it's pretty yeah. natural. It probably applies in most cases unless you have standing lectures or classes. So is this seat taken? I like that. Cyan, what have you got for us? Well, uh, from my experience as a uh, coursework student, I remember one of our tutors organized an icebreaker activity for us. So he had like all of us move into different groups. For example, he did a very um, <laughs> common Mac and PC. So he said, like, the people who use Mac go to that side of your classroom. And if you use a PC, go to the other side. And then some people were confused. And so he, eventually he said, all right, we can have some people who use both stay in the middle. And then we sort of gravitated towards those, you know, areas. And then his idea was like, all right, that's how you find your tribe. Maybe that's how he decided to make groups for group work activities. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. That's, but what's your pickup line? Yeah, what's your pickup line? Well, um... I don't really have any set pickup line mm. like you, but then I guess none of us really have any set pickup lines. Mm. That would be like, well, like dating, right? We don't use that for making mm. friends. No, there is a fine yeah. line. Like we yeah. want to introduce, we want to initiate something. Yeah. But we also, yeah, you do have to be careful not to yeah. well, cross um, the line. I guess, well, I live at a uh, university on accommodation, so we tend to have like meals together, like all of us. And then I guess people try and comment on food. Hey, I like that. I love talking about food. Yeah. I think that is a great... <laughs> exactly. It's just, it doesn't yeah. love food to say. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to give you my pickup line, but then from what I've seen, like someone comment on someone's like mashed potatoes. Hey, is that mashed potatoes? <laughs> yeah, but it works, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then the conversation starts. I like starts. that. Okay, yeah. so is this seat I, taken? And hey, is that mashed potatoes? Very, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. context dependent. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah, I also think a common one will be like, oh, I really like your bag or I notice... I don't know, I saw someone in class the other day who had a sticker of a store in Newtown that I liked and I was like, oh, I love that store, blah, blah, blah. And then that just kind of, we realised we had all these common things and then we were both after class walking and I was like, oh, how'd you find class, blah, blah, blah. And then what are you doing now? She was going to the library, I was going to the library. So we went to the library together and then we got lunch before we went there and then, yeah, it was just like a really nice day spent with... Yeah, that's why I think pickup lines can work because it's just that first initiator, which is probably the most nerve-wracking part of actually making a friend at university is Mm. just starting um, and just 
having yeah. having something. But yeah, I definitely I think having food as a talking point is great for networking events as well in university. So not just making friends, but also there's usually catering around, which is everyone flocks towards. So, you know, that can also work. We're trying to pick up friends, but what are these obstacles that we find for actually making friends? I feel like this subject is a bit taboo. Many find it embarrassing or desperate to talk about. But in my experience, at least as all adults, I uh, still want to make friends. And I'm not sure where this mentality of there's an expiration date for making friends, where that comes from. I think it's just restricting yourself. So what are some obstacles that we can identify for making friends? I guess social anxiety would be a big one. Um, people, yeah, it's very easy to get into your own head and be like, oh no, they wouldn't want to talk to me or I'm weird and I don't know, I'm different. I guess language barrier would be another one, particularly for international 100%. students. Yeah. I definitely found that when I was in Mexico as an international student, everyone was nice, I could smile to them or whatever, but all I could talk about was like the weather and really kind of textbook things about what ice cream flavour I liked and so forth. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't really get to show my personality and make jokes. And so I felt really boring talking to a lot of the students and I was like no I swear I'm funny like I can't do that Um, if you're trying to learn another language mm. you're absolutely right it can sound really textbook you end up sounding exactly like the audio that you're trying to learn off so you were a domestic student at Sydney Uni did you how did you find that being a domestic student at Sydney Uni compared to being an international student overseas really different I guess my experiences at Sydney Uni were pretty easy and cruisy compared to international students because I already had quite a strong friendship group at Sydney so I didn't really come to uni looking for friends if I found them that's a bonus but I already had a really strong friendship group from high school and that kind of wasn't my main purpose of attending university of course I made friends along the way and that was great but I've never kind of actively been like pick up this sport activity to make friends you know that just kind of happened a bit more naturally natural yeah but overseas that was totally different I was like okay cool I need to make an effort I need to do x y and z and attend a lot of those lame uni events well I thought Mm. they were lame because there wasn't really any other way that I was gonna make friends other than saying hi to people in the classroom which can only get you so far which was quite funny Uh, it was lame but I made friends through bonding over the lameness of some of it or being both finding it cringe and then talking about that I remember when you were actually telling me that you had an international experience in Mexico that actually being the odd one out the the international student kind of made you a little bit of a your talking point or it also I heard got you into clubs pretty quickly oh and yeah well I was double the height of everyone in Mexico only white person pretty much at my school and blonde hair so everyone would like run up want to take photos with you and then I remember my first weekend we went out to the club on Friday night and a huge line and they were just like you you can go through and I was like what this is absolutely ridiculous um and everyone in the club they're like trying to get photos with you and dance with you and I was like this is ridiculous um and they want you to say certain things um because it sounds funny or they want to <laughs> practice their English on you and that kind yeah, of stuff awesome. um which is really funny and I guess every time I try to use Mexican slang or something they would laugh so much it was actually a way I did make friends so I was willing to yeah cop. being the novelty I think also yeah. helped you engage with those people as well totally well, um, what about you Cyan I've heard you've had an international experience also in China studying there um and you're also an international student yourself in at Sydney University yeah 
So what's your take on obstacles to making friends? Well, Australia is very different to China because it's easier to make friends in Sydney than it would be to make friends in China. But then during my time there, I found that the local students were very curious because I'm from India, but then I speak a bit of Mandarin. Mm, so it's like, cool. and also speak English. So that's like a plus point. So they can practice their English just like the Mexican students for mm. Lucy. So yeah, I guess it was more of like them practicing English than me practicing my Chinese. But then the best way I made friends in China was over food, actually, somehow. Again, food. Again, I know, it works out somehow. It really it's, it's like yeah. cooking and then them inviting me to their homes for dinner. Yeah. But then I was in southern China, so they have a special breakfast brunch kind of thing called Yum Cha. Yeah, so I had a lot of invitations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that, that. That was brilliant. And then it's over food, you know, that we talk and sort of make friends. It came to a point where I used to get recommendations for like haircuts. Go to that barber shop, not to that stylist and stuff like that. So yeah, that was really good. But in Sydney, it's a bit different because we have a larger international community here. Mm. I think at the University of Sydney, you've got students from over 140 countries. And I live at an university accommodation where there are like students from over 40 countries. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. That's a lot of diversity and that's a, a lot, lot of, of diversity. different cultures and the different expectations with those cultures and how to interact with people as well. Yes. I think Australian culture is very laid back. It is, yeah. You sort of change the way that international students... Yeah, and approach. if you remember from our previous episode where Better said that everyone was smiling, I experienced mm. that too. And it was a lot different from the way people behave in India or in China. It's a lot laid back, as you said, and then you have that friendly greeting kind of thing everywhere. Good day. Good day, mate. Yeah, but then, yeah, I've also picked on a bit of Aussie slang. I wanted to bring up a yeah. point about that people tend to flock towards the same. People yeah. tend to look for the people that are most like them and most like their experience and tend to gravitate towards mm. those people. And I think that's probably the most natural and probably the least anxiety-filled action to do is just go mm. with those who you can bond with in that way. But I think there's anything wrong with that, though. I think it's great, especially if you're an international student and you just want that comfort. You want those people that are just there for you mm. that you can communicate with quite easily. But I think you do yourself a disservice if you limit yourself to what you already know. I think we grow so much from mingling with other people that have completely different experiences to us. We learn so much more about ourselves, so much more about the world. Like even talking to international students through work, like you start discovering new places you want to go. You know, different cultures have different approaches to making friends. So I just want to ask, like, what's the Australian approach to making friends? I would say people just greeting, just how you're going, just checking in, that type of behavior, lending a hand. I think it's very yeah. Australian to if you see someone struggling, you sort of come up to them and you, you try to help them out is, is I would say is a very Australian yeah, thing yeah I mean well I started off at a new lab and I think the way I was greeted was like hey we're we going out for drinks would you like to join us mm. yeah yeah so Which yeah that's one of them good if you like drinking but kind of a problem if you don't yes. want to do that well that's fine we had someone who never consumed alcohol so he yeah. just had coke Again, yeah. that's what I like yeah. about the diversity because you're going to come across so many different people from yeah. all different backgrounds that I think everyone's pretty tolerant to every. Yeah. Well, everyone's tolerant to everything. So I think it's it's good. I think it's also important to really keep in mind that everyone gets lonely at some stage. I think that's whether you're a domestic student, an international student, whatever you're studying here at university, everyone has those periods of feeling lonely. And I think especially postgraduate students, I hear this from frequently, get quite lonely. And I think depending on how your course is structured, 
structured and how many contact hours you have and the size of classes can all factor into how you're going to interact with people and make friends as well. So having heavy course work hours, I feel like you make the most friends because you end up seeing a lot of the same people a lot. But if you have a lighter degree, um, you maybe you're not, you're here part-time, I feel like it, it is a bit of an obstacle in that way. And definitely as a postgraduate student, because I feel like you're so focused on your niche area and your particular field that you end up living in this bubble for quite a while, just you and your research, and it can get quite lonely. Mm. But it can. I don't know. I remember you make friends in the library that you see all the time and you just kind of bond at the fact that you're both there on a Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. Um, you bond so over the bad things. There's the definitely things, yeah. a community within the studying and... I understand it's isolationist in terms of friends you might have outside of your classes, but within your classes, it can really be a great way to have those. We have these obstacles to making friends. How are we actually going to overcome them? I think I mentioned it earlier already, but don't hide in your phones. I think it's so easy, especially when you sit in a new classroom, you don't know anyone. Very easy to just look at your phone and pretend that you're busy or scroll Instagram or something, but it's really going to reduce your chances of someone else approaching you. Um, I certainly wouldn't do it because they're I'm like, oh, they're busy. I'll choose the other person who isn't doing that. So I think just sitting there and being content with just looking around and smiling at people, concentrating on your surroundings rather than what's in your phone, really easy way to kind of open up more opportunities for conversation. And I think we're all guilty of that. And definitely something like if you're waiting before class, you're just, you're so used to it. For some people, a social anxiety thing to actually just be on your own and it kind of curves the nerves a bit. So yeah, I definitely think you, you make a really good point there, not to hide behind your phone, laptop, devices, anything that's basically going to put people off from approaching you because it does really exclude people from your zone. And so I think that leads on to being more open with your body language, mm-hmm. definitely smiling. More I think you're more likely to approach yeah. someone who's smiling than someone who's got a resting face that maybe mm-hmm. suggests they don't want to be approached. How do you guys feel about maybe like a wingman? Maybe if you want to make more friends, but you have one good friend, but maybe they're a little bit more extroverted than you if they can kind of Actually, I do, lead yeah. the way. Do we like that? Wingman? Well, because I have a friend and we tend to attend events together like networking events and somehow we end up like meeting a lot of more people and making more mutual connections. You're more likely to be relaxed if you're with a friend that yes. you feel comfortable with. Completely agree, yeah. Um, so it can be good. But then um, you need to have that first friend. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You make that first friend yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think it kind of yeah. went exponential from mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like we're, we're doing okay. I think another thing would be to not take yourself too seriously. As I said, you can get in your own head and freak out about whether you should say hello or not or whether you should ask them this question but at the end of the day no one really cares if someone said hello to me I'm not going to be offended I'm going to be like oh that was nice of them or be and be flattered by it so I think there's no harm in just going for it you're not offending anyone in doing that I think you bring up a good point and I think jumping off that not to take it personally is is a really good thing to do because you also don't know like you might be approaching someone at a time when they are busy or they're frustrated with something and I think if you get a negative reaction to your approach I think it's important to just not let it affect further totally yeah yeah, initiations because that can kind of be a bit of a downer that sting of rejection can kind of um, knock your confidence a bit but I think it's important to realize that you know everyone's human at the end of the day there's a lot more going on than what you can see in someone's life Mm. so don't take it personally most people are nice not everyone's nice 
consider it a good thing if the not so nice people don't yeah. want further interaction. I think that's a good, yeah, it is. a good thing if yeah. anything. So. And that comes with maturity though, because like Absolutely. when I was younger, and if someone kind of like ignored me, I'd like ignore them for the rest of the unit. Oh, like <laughs> it happens to yeah. like <laughs> Facebook, like a Facebook request. If you didn't yeah. accept it or someone didn't accept yes. yours, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, why? But you know, guess what? I was wrong because it's like they never accessed Facebook for two months. Yeah, well, that was yeah. me. That oh, was well, exactly that's... me. I was just was not an <laughs> yeah. active participant of Facebook. Yeah, so. yeah. and it I usually think never is. <laughs> someone doesn't reply to your text. It's I don't know. There's X, Y, and Z reasons yes. always. It's important to not I let that care. affect you trying to get with someone else I can understand why it would though yeah I think also we've really focused on finding uni of friends which makes sense because we're all uni students but I think it's also important to not freak out if you don't have friends at uni uni really isn't for everybody it is a really difficult environment Mm -hmm. Um, and there are other places you can meet friends your local coffee shop or at the gym or whatever it is that you really like doing and just take pride in that I'm just going to go into my classes and go out and do my own thing because there is so much more to life than uni and it's not like every single person goes to uni it's only a certain type of person a lot of other people that don't do that and are still really friendly yeah and if you're only making friends at uni i agree with you you're just limiting your scope of the type of i guess experience that you're exposed to as well so i think you know it's not university is not just for that i think it's good to have university friends because you can share that university experience yeah Um, It can also lead to things about only talking about work and only Mm. discussing uni life and you end up... Sometimes you can bounce off each other and actually make yourself more stressed by only having uni friends. Sometimes having another friend where you can discuss other things other than uni can also be a healthy thing to do. I find that's really helped with my postgrad degree. None of my friends have really continued uni or my partner never went to uni and so it's really nice to... I don't know, you're busy at the library stressing about an essay and then you go meet them for dinner and no one really cares. Yeah, Um, exactly. is really no, nice right, yeah. and refreshing you're like okay yeah. you need to just get a reality check it yeah. really doesn't matter i yeah. found so. that i've got like various groups of friends so like for gym i've got gym friends and then uni friends and then whatever friends yeah and then that kind of broadens my horizon so i've like yeah totally yeah very you've got yours all categorized <laughs> well, I, well i don't mean very to but then exciting. it just works out mm, and sometimes yeah. i find that they've got mutual friends between them as well yeah yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Sai and Lucy, you're also PLAs. So we also have the fun role of facilitating connections between people at university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the things that you'd like to share of how we actually do this? So we've got coffee and croissants. Yum. Sorry. <laughs> but then food. The, yeah, All the food, food. science. Yeah. Well, I'm a foodie. I love sweet like, things. Mm, okay. Anyway, and then there's coffee and uh, cake at Camden. That's for like the people who study at the Camden Library. But here on campus at Campertown and Darlington, we've got coffee and croissants where you just come in and have coffee and like literally eat croissants and chat with us PLAs. It's free. It's free. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got other networking events like speed meet and chat. And I think it's really yeah. nice in speed meet and chat because we have a good mix of international and domestic mm. students as well. And yeah. I've just learned so much yeah. yeah, I mean, I participated. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I did, and I made it's a really friend. Interesting. Yeah, totally. And then we're also just always in the libraries, and we're usually pretty available to talk to any students. So I've definitely met a lot of people, particularly in ThinkSpace. I feel like people hang around a bit more and just learning about their projects or what they're doing in their engineering degree, which is so different to my degree. Mm. So I find it really interesting. And yeah, I've actually made quite a few cool connections with people I probably wouldn't interact with otherwise, which is cool. Yeah, agreed. so I think this job. Yeah 
job really does allow you to meet as such a diverse group of people that you really see the benefits to meeting just yeah. being open to talk to anyone mm. about anything you learn all these fun facts that probably if I participated in trivia would assist me somehow <laughs> but yeah I don't know I love fun facts and I love learning about new places in the world we also have um, HDR networking events as well make friends and network at the same time what's HDR? higher degree in research right. students yeah that's for yes. the listeners so yeah. <laughs> getting ahead of myself other than that there are also there's the option here to sign up to different societies on campus so if you do like a particular thing like maybe you like what types of societies are there there's uh, a chocolate society yeah. food for you <laughs> I was part of that. There's though. like a Quidditch society, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... I also got to plug in Toastmaster Society if you want to improve your public speaking skills. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Toastmaster. I thought it was going to be about food again. But... <laughs> well, it does sound like it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And there's also like bushwalking ones. There and is. Environmental yeah, that's really protection cool. ones. And yeah, there's also. Then there's the dramatic society and then the debating society. And mm. na- just think of it and there's a society. There are like mm. 200 and plus I societies. I feel like they're very friendly, open people. Yes, they yeah, are. Absolutely. However, some of them require a like entry fee like two dollars or five dollars but that's just it. you're gonna put a price on friendship i was oh, just no, about to say never. that <laughs> yeah yeah other than that what do we think of the those websites that are like hinder for friendship is like meetup and yeah i've never done it but i can't see why yeah i've, I've heard things about it but mm-hmm. i've never actually done it i've heard a lot of people go on like bushwalking ones yeah. i mean i think we definitely do have to say to people you have to be safe go in a group and you're going to meet up with strangers i think meeting friends in a university environment is really safe it's a I safe option a, yes a good option um, but if you're a bit more adventurous and you like niche sort of yeah. activities, I think mm-hmm. those types of sites could be good. As an example, here at ThinkSpace, we do have a meetup. It's called Osbury. Mm-hmm. So people sign up to that through the meetup app or the website. Volunteering has made Absolutely. so many cool connections for me as well because you might have one passion and that might be, I don't know, wildlife care or sustainability in your local community or veggie garden. I don't know. They're just my personal ones. And through that, I've made... I went to 80th the other day and she's a that woman is a great friend of mine now and we've been good friends for like That's five really years. <laughs> and that was just for me turning up to her sustainability group in Bondi one weekend. And I kind of stayed there and have met so many people through that from all ages, from all backgrounds. What do we think about overcoming the actual social anxiety yeah i don't know social anxiety is a hard one because it is something that can really be quite crippling that's why i like these events and things that happen because i think they have a nice sort of everyone's there to make friends everyone's there to connect as well so i think you've already got you've got those people there that are open and willing to to do that so i think that definitely helps if you go to events and attend events Mm. that should get rid of some of that social anxiety at Mm. least because everyone's in the same everyone's open to it like Mm. you know the chances of getting rejected by these people is very low they're all there for the same reason and people yeah. connect over something. Could be an object or an idea. Yeah, you have or talking like points. That. You have yeah. things to talk about because yeah. you're there. I wasn't going to mention this, but I know we talked about this in the planning. And this was like hyping yourself up in the mood to make friends. And that was something I think kind of helps me. But I don't know if it's just too weird for everyone else. But actually looking at people laughing in photos... Or watching videos of people that are really hyped up, happy and sociable (laughs) kind of puts me in a mood to like make friends and to talk to people as well. So that's really embarrassing and Mm. I can't believe like I'm admitting that like if I can look at a picture of people like socializing and being happy and I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've never done it, but (laughs) I do a lot of other weird things. So we've all got our 
things um, and whatever works. Like, seriously, yeah. I don't think it matters. Um, I've tried the mirror thing, you know, like look in the mirror and like say, I'm good, I'm good. Today's going to be a good day. Really? Okay, it doesn't have to be a weird photo of people socializing and happy, yeah. and happy and Happiness. laughing. Happiness. Yes. I, I like seeing photos yeah. of people laughing, like candid photos of people yeah. laughing. That to me <laughs> but guess what a smile spreads a smile it's contagious it right is. and i think that's probably this yeah. psychology <laughs> no you're right yeah i mean it works yeah but um yeah other things can get you sort of hyped and over the social anxiety as well maybe things like listening to a podcast such i as, guess or... music for me usually puts me in a good mood if i listen to get your energy music. levels up yeah yeah that um, type of music because you could listen to something that is really dark and just... oh, no. <laughs> totally and if yeah. i'm sad i'll listen to sad music that's just how my brain works but i guess i don't know walking to uni the sun's shining put on a good song if i yeah. run into someone mm-hmm. i'm usually mm-hmm. going to be quite happy. happy so with friends, I like to keep the conversation going. For example, if I met someone at ThinkSpace over something, we have a conversation and then the next time they're in, I keep it going. Like, we just continue yeah. with that. Yeah. I think that's an important point to make as well is remembering things from previous conversations mm. to, like, talk about, but also remembering people's names. If you're going to make friends oh, with people, yeah, a make line. a really decent effort to yeah. remember their name. And I don't know, maybe you can write it down in your phone or, like, just have something to remember <laughs> it because I generally use it in a sentence when I first meet people a lot. I, yeah. I end up trying to, like, embed their name in the sentence. Mm. Not overly doing it, but just enough that I'm going to remember it. Yeah. yeah. It really goes a long way when, I don't know, sometimes you might be unsure and, that oh, they would never remember me or I'm not significant to them as an acquaintance which sounds weird but then they say your name and you're like oh they do know who I am yeah, like, they remember yeah. me from the nice. other week it's yeah. really nice it feels good so I always try it and could get that. creepy but if I think for the most part it feels nice I was introduced to someone at the quarter through a common friend and then every time I saw them I meant I used their name I think they forgot mine anyway. So after like two or three times, Fine. that's when like they call me by my name and then I all right, I got it. Like, all right. I'm never offended by that. I'm someone, I don't care. You could ask me. I'd rather them ask me than have that panic in their eyes. Oh, no, they, they didn't have a question. They just wanted to say hi. Yeah. 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 Totally works. Okay. So let's just talk about, we talk about making friends, socializing. There's obviously a fun aspect. But there's more to it, which I think is really important for our listeners to really grasp. It has wider applications than just uni life. So do any of you want to talk to that? Well, I don't know. Having friends is so important. There are so many ups and downs in anyone's life. And when you're struggling, it really helps to have a friend to listen to. I think everyone needs at least like one or two core friends that you know you can just call in any time for mental health for mental well-being you need that human interaction yeah dogs are great cats are great (laughs) but yeah you can't beat that and yeah I mean they're different it's different to talking to your mom about it or whatever that's awesome but I think it really is important to have someone that you feel comfortable doing that with because there are going to be tough times in your life right yeah Yeah, and I also think if you want to establish a career and you want to network I mean most careers have networking as a pretty key Mm. aspect to it and I think that kind of is the same formula for making friends as well because you're still going to initiate something and I think having that confidence at uni and establishing that to make friends can also help you in the workplace and can also help you um, better networking you end up just getting better at small talk you end up getting better at just being natural with people you have more things to talk about you so I think it's something we definitely encourage it's not just university in this bubble just make it here and then forget about it afterwards the entirety of your life you're going to need 
this skill yes, to make friends. So you like, may as well use university as your platform to mm. hone those skills and really build up on them and build your confidence here in this mm. safe space where there's so many opportunities to make friends. Yeah. I found that I'm always excited to meet my new friends because, like, we discuss ideas and we continue that. <laughs> yeah, no, it is really I exciting think, making yeah. new friends. It's super yeah. rewarding. I will always go home and tell, like, my housemates, um, oh, I met this really cool person today. They do this, blah, blah, blah. I find people but, quite yeah. interesting. But, yeah. yeah, just rounding back to the mental health aspect of it, mm. because I'm excited and because I'm happy, mm. I kind of feel good. Yeah, so I totally. never get depressed. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, I don't know, you th- you're probably going to be more productive because you're like, cool, I just had this really good break. I went to the movies with a new friend and now I'm just going to pump out some work. You feel supported. Yeah. Just to, knowing people are there, they're, yeah. you know, phone call away, I think definitely helps. So that's great. So to wrap up today's episode, what's a take-home message that you'd like the peers of Peerpod to contemplate over? Don't hide in your phone. I think that's a really good point. I think that especially in today's age, it's don't hide behind your phone, don't hide behind technology. Cyan? No, uh, no one is offended by you saying hello. I absolutely agree with that, especially mm. in Australia. No one is offended. Just go up, say hello. Mm. People are pretty receptive to it. Mm. But still, at the end of the day, don't take it personally. Um, I think final thoughts, I would just say the more people you end up befriending and being open to... The more you start to understand about yourself and the more I think you understand about the world. So there are definitely many benefits to really putting yourself out there and overcoming that social anxiety. We hope you found today's episode helpful for making friends, but just keep in mind that not every situation, not every context is safe. So let's keep ourselves safe while making friends. And if you do find yourself in an uncomfortable position, don't forget there's still help available. You can either come to one of our friendly PLAs at any of our library spaces. It's always important to have your wits about you and really be aware of your surroundings and always let someone know where you're going and who you're going with. So if you're meeting up with someone, particularly if it's alone and going somewhere, try to let someone else know and have someone to check in with. And there are really easy ways to do that. Just pick a public space to meet up with yeah um, like a meet cafe up in. yeah absolutely public spaces are great yeah and um, just read the person um be sensible yeah. about it and if it's creeping you out run away <laughs> if you yeah. have your doubts then it probably is a weird situation trust yeah. your gut i think sometimes it is really exciting and you want it to happen so you, it's easy to push that kind of thing aside it's particularly when you're traveling i've definitely had that backpacking and you're like oh my god but they're going to take us to this really cool jungle and that sounds awesome and that's the only way we can get there because i don't have a car and like we're just going to do it we'll be fine it's so easy to be like no 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 we'll be fine we'll be fine but if there is a little bit of you that's doubt. like yeah Mm, they are kind of weird or I don't know if that was a bit sleazy just trust your instincts and probably don't do it there are yeah. other people that can help you yeah. and be friendly absolutely that's why university I'd say is probably the safest, safest space place. that you can yeah. in your classes your tutorials not the jungle yeah not the jungle I'd, <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah if I'd be happy with meeting strangers in the jungle but anyway <laughs> Well, there you have it. Thanks for joining us for episode two of the Peapod podcast. We will see you in the next episode. If you're interested in getting in contact with the pod, you can write to us at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au. You can also find us at all good library spaces across campus in our red shirts. Peerpod is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the ThinkSpace One Button Recording Studio on Gadigal Land. 